0: Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. We are on episode 46, Praise and Encouragement. And last time we talked about the seasonal dip and we talked about all the things that happen. It seems to be November, December, because that was always the months that I had so many things happening and we talked about morale and attitudes and how that kind of dips and everybody's busy and it seems to be a time when problems come out and um, the baggage is just there and there's things that you need to put out fires and and get under control. And it always kind of happened to me that November, December. That's why I called it the seasonal dip. And I even mentioned uh, snow days, how some of our districts are actually taking away snow days and they're going to make it so they can still work uh, teachers work remote from home. Interesting. There, I talked to a principal colleague of mine, and they said that they're actually they were planning. They liked my last podcast, and they were planning, trying to figure out what to do with the other certified people that are that don't have regular classrooms. And they were trying to make it equitable across the board. So they're trying to figure out what they can be doing on those days. So um, it has kind of caused some other things to come up, uh, like those things usually do. By getting to praise and encouragement, and I want to jump to uh, ASCD, uh, the latest issue of Educational Leadership, uh, November issue. It has uh, talks about the early grades, but then there's some good stuff in it, and this one has to do with students. You know, I've talked about uh, positive behavior intervention supports and the positives and how much it helps with working with kids, and they have an advisory alert, and it says research alert, and this is written up by uh, Naomi Thiers. And it says, research alert, study reveals praise is powerful. Teachers often sense that praising elementary students for good behavior makes for stronger classroom management and more on-task behavior. A recent study suggests they are right. The study led by Brigham Young University professor Paul uh, Caldarella found a positive linear relationship between a teacher's tendency to praise young students more than reprimand them and how focused students were on schoolwork. The higher a teacher's praise to reprimand ratio, the higher the student's on-task behavior percentage. And Caldarelli's team conducted a randomized control study of the effects of praise and corrective remarks. They spent three years observing teachers and students in 151 K-6 through classrooms in Missouri, Tennessee, and Utah. Half the students used their usual classroom management style, the other half used class-wide functional-related intervention teams. Or, what they called CW Fit, a classroom management system that reinforces good social skills with praise on uh, the teacher's interactions with students at key times of the day. Researchers tracked the frequency of teacher praise, verbal indicators of approval like well done class, and reprimands, remarks like, Kevin, I told you to stop throwing paper. Comparing the amount of praise versus reprimands a teacher used with the level of their students on task behavior showed that more praise correlated with better focus on work for elementary kids. Teachers who use CWFIT were observed to praise students more and kids in those teachers classrooms showed more on task behavior. In addition, so more on task behavior and that's identifying social skills and the things that you're trying to teach. The team didn't identify one threshold praise to reprimand ratio, such as three praising comments for every reprimand that leads to better behavior. Just a clear, linear relationship between praise and kids staying on task. The more praise it seems, the better. So that is excellent. So that's what we've said before. And a lot of the research shows that three to one, four to one, five to one. But basically, praise matters. So let's talk about that a little bit with adults. Praise and Encouragement, and a book that I've had for a while that was actually given to me by a psychologist, Bringing Out the Best in People by Aubrey Daniels, had some good pieces in it that I thought I'd share a little bit uh, from. Um, What are the things you're promoting as a leader in your organization or school? Because those are the things that uh, continue, of course. And then I'm going to give you some just short pieces from this book. Um, the role of leaders in every organization is not to find fault or place blame, but to analyze why people are behaving as they are and modify the consequences to promote, promote the behavior they need. And uh, being certified as a behavior consultant, I, I love studying why people are like they are and also how to motivate people and how you bring out the best in people. And I'm very much into being a builder, and you've heard me say that before and build people up. And there's a couple more places I want to share from this book here. And, of course, as a principal, you can't tell people to go above and beyond and then slap their hands when they're doing something that is not a district standard or something that you don't feel is right. And... Um, I mean, that's more micromanaging for sure. I mean, if you're saying that our teachers are the best teachers and we value our teachers, then don't pile on those teachers, then don't give them more duties than they're supposed to be doing and don't make them do more than they're supposed to do and don't actually uh, treat them the opposite because actions mean more than words. So if you're saying we value our teachers, show that you value your teachers. I mean, you need to display that. That needs to be shown. Um, Actions do matter. That's for sure. And then from the book also, the manager who can harness the power of positive reinforcement for value-added performance will be the manager who can capture and enjoy the benefits of discretionary effort. Uh, Definitely. And feedback and reinforcement. To be most effective, feedback must be established as an antecedent for positive reinforcement. Although feedback is not a natural reinforcer, when performers know that positive reinforcement is consistently paired with improved performance, simply watching the graph data move in the right direction can can become a source of considerable reinforcement. And what I attribute that to is thinking about um, working with data in your staff. I mean, you're often talking about, you know, how much you need to do and how much you need to improve, And so on. And are you seeing it as the glass half empty, of course, or the glass half full? And you're going to motivate your staff a lot more if you are uh, promoting the good progress that's being made and how much you've grown and how much you're moving the data rather than coming at it as uh, our math scores are terrible or our reading scores look like this. How are we going to change that? I mean, you can have those real discussions, but you still need to do it in a way that's constructive to building up your staff and showing them the progress that they've made and how much they're working together. And another thing that, um, I like is having a common purpose. I mean, you talk about mission and vision and having this common purpose is what helps people move forward. Um, I'm going to jump to another book. This is, uh, called, uh, Big Potential. And this is, uh, by uh, Sean Acor, How Transforming the Pursuit of Success Raises Our Achievement, Happiness, and Well-Being. And I know I've uh, used this before. Um, let's see here. I want to share some pieces from this again. And it, it's an excellent book. He's He's got so many good ideas in here. And I've marked so many things. I have to decide how much I need to share or want to share with you. I'm going to start with uh, 119, I think. Uh, yes, okay, 119. He talks about, uh, I know I mentioned this too, the problem with most of our businesses, schools, and relationships isn't just that we fail to praise enough, it's that we have been praising the wrong way. I would go as far to say that our current model of praise demotivates the vast majority of our teams. And he talks about Um, some of the research by Carol Dweck and a lot of people know Carol Dweck for the mindset stuff. And um, he says, for one, our instinct is often to point out things that people are doing wrong, even when our intention is to highlight what they're doing right. Second, we tend to praise people by comparing them to others. That is lifting one person up at the expense of another. Instead of uh, we do comparisons instead of actually giving them uh, descriptive feedback. And we, We give students descriptive feedback, and as instructional coaches, uh, we give uh, teachers that you need to give that descriptive feedback to students so they know exactly what they're doing and how to improve, and we just need to do a better job of doing that with staff because it's the same thing. We need to be saying your, your report was amazing or you did an excellent job on... Uh, creating this lesson for this or whatever you're praising and not comparing. I mean, comparisons don't work at all. And that comparison praise, he says, feeds into small potential. And actually, um, like the newspapers do, they rank schools, they compare schools, they compare districts. Um, They say they're not, but they do that all the time. So he he also says not to compliment at the expense of others. Don't say so-and-so did a better job on this than you, and this is doing better than this one. I mean, think of how you can actually give more descriptive praise and descriptive feedback. And the best praise, of course, he says, changes actions. And then uh, some of the other pieces that I liked in here. uh, Let's see, I highlighted other stuff in here. I mean, he talked about a cruise ship, and one of the things the cruise ship did is they decided for their managers to give, uh, uh, give notes and praise and notes of praise to uh, staff members and crew. So they did this throughout the whole ship, and then the, uh, it showed after they finished this, the one thing that they loved the most was uh, praise from their direct supervisor. And it was the praise in these notes that they were getting. So, I mean, it does matter. And then let me find some more pieces that I want to share from here. I mean, I talked earlier on... Uh, yeah, let's see, where did I find that? On having that common purpose. And if you have that mission and vision together, that kind of sets forth that that common person purpose. I mean, here it is. He says, he talks about... Uh, meaning is that unbalanced force that keeps us going especially in a busy or stressful time and tours of meaning help us to sustain this momentum by connecting us to reconnecting us to the meaning in our work you have to have that meaning in the in your work and you have to have a purpose in there so what is your organization's common purpose because that people keeps keeps people working together and keeps those connections uh being made and uh staff needs to know this they need to have that meaning And another thing he talks about, too, in here is he talks about celebrating strengths. uh, Simply celebrating a person or a team for their companionship, their strengths, their everyday contribution, no matter how small or seemingly insignificant, reinforces a more empowered self-image and helps them see a vivid image of themselves as someone who is worthy of happiness and success. Likewise, celebrating someone for being kind, creative, or hardworking helps them to see a vivid image of of themselves as someone who is kind, creative, or hardworking. In doing so, you become a magnet, helping to pull more and more of their energy in that direction, and it snowballs. Uh, I know by doing that with staff and celebrating strengths, uh, you don't just see those individual people's strengths. It starts to snowball into the whole group uh, strengths, and and you see the results. And he says here, once uh, you see people's strengths and celebrate them, incredible things start to occur. And then he talks about Toyota, some of the things that they did. He talks about bigger organizations and some of the things that they did. He talks about a uh, hospital. I like the way he uh, talks about this. He talks about a hospital that did uh, uh, an activity. That was actually in another book. I'll share that in a second. How about... But then he talks about he talks about uh, Michelle here, a friend of his that had... Um, created a campaign with her husband for one week and she identified remember we've talked about before you get what you look for um so if you're looking for positives you're going to find positives if you're looking for negative if you're looking for things your staff are doing wrong you're going to find that so you need to celebrate those positives and she was talking about the things her husband does wrong so um sean acor said for one week instead of nagging our friend would actively praise him for all that he was doing to help around the house the key when you do this Uh, was told her we told her is to keep the sarcasm out of your voice and at first she thought we were crazy but then she tried it out instead of mentioning the fact that the house was littered with his fishing gear and basketball clothes she would say wow that was such a huge help Um, thanks for playing with the kids tonight or instead of grumbling that he never helped with cooking she would say thank you for ordering pizza that was a great idea for a full week she kept reinforcing the idea that he was helpful you might wonder if all this positive feedback might have made him feel like he was already doing enough and could afford to slack off but quite the opposite happened on thursday the week that he fixed he fixed a hose and had been that had been leaking for 2 months and on saturday he cleaned the table uh, cleared the table which she said she couldn't remember him doing ever unless his mom was in town why because he was fulfilling the new self image that his wife had given him with his wife's help he now saw himself as a helper and helpers help Simply, simply celebrating a person or a team for their companionship their strengths their everyday contributions no matter how small or seemingly insignificant reinforces a more empowered self-image and helps them to see a vivid image of themselves as someone who is worthy of happiness and success likewise celebrating someone for being kind creative or hard working helps them see a vivid image of themselves as someone who is kind creative or hard working so in doing so you become a magnet so i mean that's That's amazing. And I tried that with a staff member once that was a real difficult staff member, acknowledging all the positives and the things that I saw him doing and stuff. And it actually worked. I mean, these kind of things do work. Um, Keeping it descriptive and keeping it... And then I wanted to talk about that hospital. And actually, uh, the hospital um, that I was talking about is in Before Happiness, The Five Hidden Keys to Achieving Success, Spreading Happiness, and Sustaining Positive uh, Change. and, And that's by Sean Acre, too. And in this he did uh, uh, he talks about how they adopted a ten five way and the, this hospital they formally trained more than eleven thousand physicians, nurses, managers, and administrators to smile anytime they were within ten feet and say hello anytime they were within five feet of another person patient or fellow employee, and even evaluated them on its component of their performance reviews and This was a way to change that culture it wasn't direct uh Praise, but it was encouragement in a way. When you get a smile from somebody, that is encouragement. That's part of your culture. And they said the ten five way completely transformed the shared reality at the hospital. Some of the doctors had originally had a hard time believing that something so seemingly trivial as saying hello or smiling could possibly have any real impact on health outcomes. But what those skeptics had momentarily forgotten was that scientific and direct correlation between patient satisfaction and successful health outcomes on everything ranging from cardiac recovery to orthodontics work. And uh, New England Journal of Medicine showed that the best doctors are the ones who know how to connect with their patients. And it's not just because they make the patient feel warm and fuzzy. Patients who feel connected to their doctors are more likely to follow the treatment regime and return for viral checkups. So this 10-5 way, um, they're saying, had a a huge impact on that culture. So, I mean, those are small things that can make a big, big difference. So those are things to kind of uh, keep in mind. And you need to um, find joy and greatness at work and celebrate things. You need to share ideas and allow staff to share ideas I mean, they have to be free to express ideas, share. And as a leader, you have to be open to suggestions. And this, the staff cannot be in fear of retaliation over disagreeing or sharing. I mean, that's the best kind of encouragement is being able to share ideas and to work together as a team. And if that is the culture of the leader, if if your culture isn't right, it's not going to work. So, I mean, you if your culture isn't right, and you're not allowing some of those things to to happen, you've got a major problem on your hand. And and it's better to be looking in the mirror because it sounds like it's you, you the leader that's causing some of the problems. So you need to think about the things within your culture. And are you a positive, successful culture? Do you encourage? And uh, I'm going to leave you today with uh, a quote from... uh, Let's see from Melody beauty, gratitude turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos and order, confusion into clarity. It makes sense of our past, brings peace for today and creates a vision for tomorrow. And keep working on that positive culture for sure. I want everybody to have a great Thanksgiving if you celebrate um, I'm grateful for a lot of things, and I hope you are as well. There are so many things for us to be grateful for. Uh, keep wearing masks. Uh, make sure we drop those um, positivity rates. Keep your distance from people. Keep that six feet. I mean, a vaccine is on the horizon. It is coming. Uh, if you're our principal or leader, keep working on pushing that positive culture and Keep promoting effective leadership through productive culture changes. And until next time, let's remember to stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by brettandersonconsulting.com.